Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good people. It is Wednesday, August the 17th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I say thank you. I appreciate you being here. This is your first time on the station, first time on the channel, first time watching the show. Welcome, welcome. We have a good time over here, man. Shout out our people, Prize Picks. Prize Picks down today on this fine Wednesday. Hey, for real, like those NFL future bets, man. Go to Prize Picks. There's a bunch of low numbers. Baker Mayfield's passing number, super high. Trey, low, Trey Lance's rushing yard number, super low. Use the promo code WAKEUP. Get you some free money. Put those bets in. Cash out in January. Uh, but who we got in the building? I did not say good morning to the good people on Monday. Gretchen, how are you? Good morning, Gretchen. Shane, Joe, Patrick Price, Ty in the building. Rico, CJ's in the building. JP, Lindsey Mack, Matt Bruning, Roe. All the usual suspects in here. I think I saw a little Dynasty Barry down there. Shrimp Boy 944. Marlon, what's going on? James. Fizzle Dollars in the building. Got a lot to talk about today. Jay has loaded up the show sheet with a bunch of training camp shit. So we got to talk about all that. We get preseason action tomorrow. Jay, who who is it? It's the Bears and... Uh, Seahawks. Bears and Seahawks. Drew Locke, Justin Fields. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Thank you. And... Since I asked for your help, I'll bring you into the show. What's up, Jay? What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, it's actually not going to be Drew Locke. Um, it was supposed oh, oh, to be. Excuse, uh, he I cared. thought the tweet not your fault, came no. out. Not your, not your fault. Not your fault. Okay. Uh, that was one of the news okay. pieces, so we can okay. we can just quickly go into that. But okay. Drew Locke, after being announced a starter, tested positive for COVID. So now he's not starting. Son yeah, he's uh, he blew his chance at being the starter for week mm. one. It's not looking so good for Drew Locke right now. But good morning to everybody, Ray. Happy to be here. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, right? How's you told me you scheduled your surgery? Yeah, so yeah. Your surgery will yeah, be on I got Thursday, surgery which tomorrow. is good. Yeah, I went to the doctor uh, yesterday. Uh, he wanted to see the video to make sure, confirm, did some X-rays, and uh, get surgery, Achilles surgery uh, tomorrow. But we'll still have the show on Friday, baby, because you know they're gonna give me good pain meds, and I'll be ready to roll. And we got to talk about. Uh, one Justin Fields, your favorite quarterback in the NFL. So yes, surgery sir. scheduled for tomorrow and the road to recovery. We good, baby. The biggest thing is my leg just itches like crazy, bro, because <laughs> I haven't washed it since since Saturday. It's just been in this cast. So I'm just like, I just want to take it off and wash yeah. my damn leg. It's filthy down here. But the biggest thing is they said that my – and you saw I have – Big calves, big legs. Yeah, yeah. He was like, your calf muscle is going to shrink to like that. And I'm really? Like, yeah. He said it's going to get real small. So I'm going to be looking real un unproportioned uneven, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Un uneven for a little bit. But yeah, we don't have any, we don't have any news to get to, man. It's just a lot, a lot of training camp buzz. And now that we're starting to see joint practices, right? We're starting to yeah. see some real live you know, a lot of people, and I think to some degree, Jay, we we have overreacted, and we admit that though. We admit that we overreacted oh, yeah. to some early training camp news coming out of some of these teams, in particular one Kenny Pickett. But once they start to do these inner squad practices, where it's the intensity is, it's not game level, but you better believe that's where the coaches are paying attention. Like, let me see yeah. what this receiver's doing against Xavier Howard. And let me see how they're lining up against the Jalen Ramseys of the world. So now that we're starting to get this information, it's a little more actionable than just, you know, he incompleted a pass on seven on seven versus air. Like this shit kind of matters. So yeah. there's a lot to, uh, a lot to get into today. So where do you want to start? I, we, I joked last night. Anybody out there that watches uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, you know they've got their guy, right? They just 
Russell Westbrook, Russell, they're going to talk about Russell Westbrook. Stephen A. Smith, they're going to bash the Cowboys. And on this show, the, the triggered topic, the trigger person, you know who it is, Jay. It's Antonio damn Gibson. That's just, for whatever reason, he seems to be one of the more polarizing players this upcoming season. He's our season. polarizing player, he's right? Our, he's just, he's our he's guy. Everyone's he's, polarizing he's the guy that we attack player, and go after every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, go ahead. Again, we we have to blame Joe for this a little bit because she's she's part of this, right? She she's is, part of the she, show. She is. She's here she's every part day, of the show. And, and she made Antonio Gibson our guy in some respects. But yesterday, we saw Antonio Gibson working with the punt team, Ray, mm. working with the third team offense. Mm. That is not good for a guy who's supposed to be the starting running back for his team, mm. supposed to be leading the team in carries. We talked about Brian Robinson coming in, third-round draft pick, looking good in preseason week one. Now Gibby is running with the third team, running with the punt team. I don't think you need your starting running back to learn punt team unless there's a shot that he ends up there by at some point this season. So, again, Ray, some people are saying that maybe it's just punishment. It's Ron Rivera trying to send a message. What well, do you think of this news about Antonio Gibson? Well, report all the news, reporter Richards. He worked with the punt team. He did with work the with the first team but as he well. He went back and worked with the first team as well. Let's 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 complete the news facts here. I mean, I, I mean, dude, the team has been the team has been telling us this shit since February, right? They yeah they let. McKissick walk, but then they bring him back. No, 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 no. We need you back. All right. So we were cool with that. Okay. JD's probably going to be the passing down back. Gibson to be the primary ball carrier. No problem. Then they go out and draft Brian Robinson. And we, again, we, we try to explain it away. Oh, he's just going to be the backup. Yeah. He's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. And then you get out there in the first preseason game. And I'm, and I said this last show, a lot of the stuff sort of like I'm not I'm not worried about it, right? Like, oh, he didn't have a lot of yards, no big deal. But yeah. when ball security issues, I don't care if it's the NFL, I don't care if it's the CFL, XFL, Pop Warner League, high school football, the universal sort of common ground for not getting your ass on the field is not protecting the football. And I don't care what position that is. If you're a quarterback and you continue to turn the ball over, you're not going to play. If you're a wide receiver and you can't hold on to the ball, you're fumbling it, you can't catch, you're not going to be on the field. And if you're a running back and you cannot hold on to the ball, you will not play, period. And Antonio Gibson has had a problem holding on to the football throughout his career. And then they go out and draft a proper running back, right? And what I mean by that is somebody who's played the position from my son's age up through the Division I level at the highest conference possible in the SEC. And Brian Robinson, and say what you want, he's, he's an Alabama running back. And those dudes yep. just, the NFL knows what you're getting. And you knew what you were getting in Brian Robinson, a player who may not be as athletically gifted as Antonio Gibson, but he's going to be where he's supposed to be, do what he's supposed to do, and not cause problems. Ron Rivera said it. Like, you can't keep – you can't turn the ball over. That's a wasted possession. And yeah, I, I, I hear it. People are talking, oh, go buy low. Go do this. Sure. <laughs> but what, what the fuck – what do you – do you want to high five, buy low on Gibbs? Like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what, what, is, what is that? If he's not going to be on the field, if there's going to be a true rotation, I, I'm saying it now, Jay, they're not going to give him a second contract. There's no point. Like, they're yeah, not no going way. to pay him unless he's going to take a one-year deal on, like, super yeah. cheap. Cheap, but cheap, yeah. I, I wouldn't even be shocked, man, if we roll into the seat. I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. But it would not shock me if we roll into the season and the starting running back week one is Brian Robinson. Like, go buy low on Gibson. Great. Awesome. What, what do you – where's the where's the upside in that? What, yeah, what are we doing? That's, that's the fear, right, is like even if you do buy him or, or you're in on him now at cost, 
the upside may not be there unless he really takes this job back. And I think the problem is, is that as much as we want to believe that he's talented and can be the guy like he was last season, he needs to give us a reason to be optimistic. He needs to give that coaching staff a reason to be optimistic and believe in him again. And we just haven't seen that yet. And so I'm hoping, to your point, this is just a punishment. And if you want to go buy low on Gibson, I don't hate it, right? Like, I do think there's a world where the fantasy community is just pendulum swung way too far on Gibson. And you can get him for a good price. Maybe he's worth the shot because he's still probably going to be the starting running back here. But to your point, this is going to be a heavy rotation. Nobody, Scott, nobody is selling for RB40 prices. Nobody. But it's doom, it's doom and gloom with Gibson right now. Like, he is plummeting down rankings. He's plummeting and, and nobody in terms still, of value. He's plummeting down rank, and nobody wants to – no one's going to give him away. No one's going to what – what's RB40 prices? A third rounder? Nobody's doing that. Nobody. You never know because, to your point, like, he was – again, he's a guy that coming into the offseason was ranked, what, RB10 at worst? And we, and we discussed this. Do, did we have Gibby in our top 10? You remember that conversation. When we did the top 10 running backs, we talked about should Gibby be in the top 10 because of the way he's produced early in his career. And we said maybe, and he was just on the outside, I believe, if I'm recalling the list correctly. Now he's down in the 20s, down in the 30s. Like Adiko has him at 21. KTC has him all the way down at RB30 right now. And again, there is no positive sentiment coming out, coming out of camp for Antonio Gibson. So if owners are really worried, and I do believe there's a chance that some guys will be, would you trade a second-round pick for Antonio Gibson? Would I give up my second for him? Yeah, if you're a contender. Like, you're, you're a contender, you think you got a pretty good shot, you can add another running back to your roster that's probably going to get upwards of 200 carries. If he does somehow work out, then he could be even more, more valuable than that. Do you think he's worth a second-round pick? Probably. Right? You're not going to give up a first for no. like, Do you think there's a world where someone would be like, you know what? Maybe I would trade Gibson away for a second and a third, right? They, they love the 23 class. There's all these things. Second and a third, boom, gone. You're a contender. You hope your pick's late. And you get Antonio Gibson for a second and a third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm fine again, with, I, think, I'm, I'm fine I think there's with a that. possible buy low window. But, again, I, I don't know what people Listen, are going to ask for. You ain't buying it. I don't care what his RB ranking is, RB30, RB40. You're not getting him for that price. People aren't going to trade him for that price. So, uh, I guess let's let's not let's not dwell on Gibson because here's the thing: he's brought this upon himself. Hold on yeah. to the damn ball, dude. Like in the in the fumble that he had, y'all all saw it. It was not, it wasn't some hit stick off of Madden. It wasn't the honey badger coming through and just everyone. Yeah, t- ripping and here's it out. the thing. Everybody in the NFL knows he can't hold on to the ball. Everybody. Yeah, that's the problem. So defensive court, all I'm going to say, punch at it. Punch at it. Rip it away. And Yeah, don't bring him down. Just hold him there and, and, that, and, and the just ball. punch it out, right? What yeah. does this mean for Brian? What does this mean for B-Rob? Because I was in a draft last night, Sleeper Bowl draft. B-Rob, in a 14-teamer, this is seasonal league, he was yeah. damn near, man, I think he went like in the 14th round. 13th round, like way after Gibson. Where, where are you? Late. What are you doing with B-Rob? Because if he's, what if we, what, what is this split? What is this timeshare going to be? Uh, 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 50, 30, no, 20? I, well, what is yeah, it? Maybe. I, I mean, I have, I think it'll be somewhere around 80 to 100 carries is realistically where I peg him. That's it? Probably For being. Robinson? 80 carries? That's that's pretty good, man. Like, again, I don't project him to be the guy. This is a team that's probably going to be behind a lot. So still a lot of snaps for J.D. McKissick, right? Like, I think we need to factor that in. Gibson having a 50%, 50% like snap share I think is a little bit generous. He'll probably be maybe 40, right? I think, I think 40, maybe a 35, 20 type of thing. The numbers in my head are kind of off. But I think, you know, you see just a few less snaps for Gibson than we see from uh what is it from jd mckissick right jd mckissick's still gonna get a lot of snaps on third downs they're gonna be behind a lot he may even get some some snaps in faster situations when they need to go hurry up all those things i i'm i'm i don't know man i, th- I don't think robinson's is gonna it, get a ton do you of just work avoid it are you you can't avoid it though right like i know we because at we some say that right you have to call put your shot on one of them on one of the three backs Let's I think if, if I'm if I'm calling my shot, it's McKissick at cost, right? I think it's McKissick because I think I know what he's going to do, right? I don't know what Gibson's going to get, and if Gibson loses his job, you're screwed. Or you take the shot on B Rob. Would you rather take the shot on B Rob and pray that he gets the work and earns that 
earns that maybe 50% carry share that we're hoping for from for him this season. Redraft, I still think it's Gibson for this season. I still would lean on him getting majority of the work in redraft yeah. for redraft. Dynasty, I think I would I honestly think I'd rather have Brian Robinson long term, man. I just I don't see a world in which Gibson gets re-signed by that team unless Brian Robinson is awful, which I don't think anybody I think he's just good enough to to yeah. give them the confidence to say we don't we don't need to re-sign this guy, man. Um uh it's gonna be interesting, man. Um you can't start McKissick and redraft. Yeah, it's that's why for me, redraft it's still it's still Gibson, right? I just I just yeah. don't trust it. I just don't I don't trust it, Jay. I don't trust it. But we'll see how this plays out. One of the more one of the more interesting developments because he did start off this season. We were talking about him top ten. Some people had him top five. Some people said he could finish as the RB one this season, yeah. right? Like there was high expectations for Antonio Gibson, and and all that has happened since the end of last season until now are things that make his stock kind of go down, right? Plummet, it's not. Yeah. It's starting to go down, and it's like. You know, uh, you know, everyone buy the dip, buy low. Like, honestly, people have been buy buying the, the dip. For let me let me tell people point. something. And, and those of y'all who participate in the in the financial stock market world, some of the worst universal advice is just buy the dip. When people say that, <laughs> that that lets me know they have not a fucking clue what they're talking about when it comes to the market. Right? When you just you just buy the dip. Buy the dip. This stock is falling. This company's going Peloton. Go buy the dip on Peloton. It's going down. Workhorse. AMC. Buy the dip. People just tell you to buy the dip. Just say stupid stuff. And that's like the worst advice that you can give somebody in the financial market is just go buy the dip on any damn thing that's falling. Why would I want to buy the dip on a company that's going under? What type of sense does that make? You buy the dip on assets that are good, that have, have given you a little bit of a value dip, but not a sinking ship. You don't go buy the dip of the, on the Titanic. What kind of sense does that fucking make? Let me go buy a ticket to this, to this boat ride that's going under the Atlantic Ocean or wherever the Titanic was. What ocean was that? The Pacific? It was North, North Atlantic, I believe, yeah. The Pacific? No, the North, like Atlantic Ocean, but like up north a little bit. I believe it was a trip to like Icelanders. I forget where it was. Antarctica? But I don't know where it okay, was. Okay, I don't I'm, know where it was either, but come on, man. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of buying the dip, Ray, um, let's talk about Saquon Barkley because ESPN's Jordan Rannon believes Barkley's workload will be huge mm. this season if healthy. Saquon Barkley's, you know, Borderline top 10 running back as far as ADP goes. Are you too low right now on Saquon Barkley? And I'm, not too, could, I'm not too where low you, on him. So where are you at with Saquon Barkley then? I like him. <laughs> you, you like him. That's well, it. Well, You're, that, that's your analysis. You like him. I like, so, well, we've been talking about the Giants. He's the only one I want on that team. He's the only yeah. one. Last night we were doing the Sleeper Bowl draft and the patrons, we I let that was that was my squad. The Heisman tier members drafted that team. We we went through every pick. And they got me a little bit excited on Tony as my wide receiver yeah. three. I didn't get a chance to draft Tony. But Saquon is the only one. I, I don't want Galladay. I don't want Wondell Robinson. I don't want Daniel Bellinger. No, thank you. I damn sure don't want Daniel Jones. The only player I want is Saquon Barkley. Where's he at? Isn't he? I saw somebody move them up over Najee Harris yesterday. I think yeah. it was Mike Florio. Moved them yeah, up so over Najee Harris. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, where are you at so with him? I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm bought in. And the reason why is really just the offense. Like, I'm still concerned about the offense and how it's ultimately going to shake out. Like, there's already reports that Dable may not even start. Danny Dimes, those are kind of continuing. He talked about it yesterday, saying that Tyrod Taylor may get more first-team reps. Ugh. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But Barkley being the starter, obviously, massive role we're projecting for him. But how do you – like, is he a top-five guy this season? And would you ever come close to drafting him there? And for Dynasty, where would you peg him overall? Because he still has a massive ceiling. He's going behind Austin Eckler. He's going behind CMC. Yeah. He's going behind some of these other really talented running backs. But again, are we buying the dip on Saquon Barkley to be the top five yeah. asset that we project him to be out of college? See, that, like that's a good one. If you're going to buy a dip, I'm buying in on Saquon. Um, is he going to be what we thought he was coming out of college? Was this year five for Saquon? 
Yeah, going into his is his is his option year. So he's paying he's playing for an extension, which I think is important it because is we've important. seen running backs play for extensions and they get massive workloads because teams don't necessarily want to pay them. And he's still looking for that extension. So I think the Giants will run him into mm. the ground and, and work. Cody ETN Smith. over Barkley. ETN Ooh, over Barkley that. and redraft. You don't think well, let's talk about it. I mean, Who's better, the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Giants? What team is better? Like who? What? What do you? Are we trust? talking team or win total? Because I think those are two different questions. I think what? I would take the Jags for win total, but I think the Giants probably still have a better no ugh, quarterback. T Law's better it's than big. Daniel Jones. He's better than big. Daniel Jones. Uh, oh man! But Saquon uh, has to be over Etn. I'm sorry. I just I I love. I I love Etienne. I think, I think so he's too. great. I think but so too, man. It's still Barkley has been like a two thousand. It's still Barkley for me. Guy, and, right? so. and reports out of Jacksonville or J Rob is back. He's running with the team and team good. drills. He's he's running routes. He's gonna play, right? I, I still yeah. believe, and we still believe that Etn is gonna lead that team in RB touches. But there's nobody else in the nobody else for New York that's gonna carry the ball behind Saquon Barkley, man. It's Barkley, Barkley, yeah. Barkley. Passing down work, Barkley. First and second down work, Barkley. The only time he won't be on the field is an injury, of course, or he needs a breather. Yeah. Other than that, Saquon Barkley's on the field the whole time, whereas uh, ETN, I'm I'm not sure, man. I think J-Rob is still going to play if he's healthy. Doug P's going to throw him out there, right? Like, yeah, that's, 100%. And, Unless Barkley, I think gets, that's fair too, though, right? Like J. Rob has the talent from a rushing perspective that he should be on the field. I he's think he's shown be on the that field. for his yeah. time in the NFL, and we still need to kind of wait and see what we expect from ETM because he certainly didn't look so good running the ball in his first preseason game. Not going to judge him too heavily, but if if J. Rob can do a better job and they're seeing that in practice, he's probably going to play. But going back to a rookie running back, Ray uh, Kenneth mm. Walker from Seattle, Ken is Walker. with a small, Ken. sorry, Ken Walker, Ken, my man, Ken, yeah, Ken Clark. Ken Walker dealing with a small hernia issue. Yeah. And I think, man, I'm worried now because Penny's back at practice. Walker's dealing with this hernia issue. We, everyone was buying Ken Walker a few yeah. days ago when Penny was out, he's injured. But I mean, now we're looking at potential surgery mm -hmm. and I don't really know what to expect. Pete Carroll says he's hopeful for week one. I don't believe a damn thing Pete Carroll says. If you tell me you got a hernia issue and you're going to play running back in the NFL, I, I mean, I've never yeah. had a hernia, but I couldn't imagine yeah. that would be very easy. So hearing this on, you know, August 16th, August 17th, we're talking about it today. It's a bit of a problem. You know, they have mm -hmm. NFL games in three weeks. Penny is back at practice. If he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be the starter. But this also limits his touches in the preseason and what he can do to show the show the team that he's worth, you know, that RB1 spot. How do you feel about Ken Walker now knowing he's got the hurt, sports hernia injury? Um, I'm... You know, I'm not glad that's happened to him, but I guess for his, you know, return to the field, it's better that this is happening like now than week one, right? Uh, a lot of people yeah. are saying this is what Rashad Bateman had, where he missed, I believe, five games to start the season or something like that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure the timeline. I heard it's a very. I listened to a couple of uh, sports injury doctors talk about it's a painful injury. Uh, you can't cough, you can't laugh, you can't sneeze. And you can't play. I think Marshawn Lynch. I, don't confirm. Don't don't quote me on this. But I saw there was something where Marshawn Lynch had it one season and played like the first two weeks, and then was out for the rest of the season, or played like three oh, games damn. and then was out for the rest of the season with it. Um, it. It's just damn man. Seattle running backs. They can't stay healthy ever. It's yeah. the run. It's the running back position, man. Like. It's it's a brutal spot, man. It's a brutal spot. These dudes just, you know, it's not just Christian McCaffrey. It's not just Saquon Barkley. Like, this is football, man. It is it is just yeah. an it's an it's an unforgiving game. The ultimate X factor is always and will always be injuries because they just happen randomly. And when they do, they linger. You got to rehab. You come back. You're not you're not all the way. It's. I don't I don't feel I don't feel good. That's what I'll say. I don't feel good about it. I guess if you were depending on him to give you points at the beginning of the season, I, I don't know enough about his timeline or it just maybe it's not gonna happen early 
for him. Yeah. And maybe by midseason, towards the end of the season, he's back and full strength and is, is taking that backfield over. I actually d- drafted DJ Dallas hella late in a draft that I'm doing now. Like, we're yeah. deep benches, deep rosters. I just grabbed DJ Dallas just saying maybe maybe he gets a shot, right, as, a, as the second back behind Penny. Sure. But it's not good. That's 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 all I'll say. It's like I don't feel good about it, right? It just sucks because I know a lot of people were anticipating uh, Ken Walker coming into the season and and playing right away. So uh, not good for for Ken Walker. Uh, let me let me ask you about. Um, let's just stick with the uh, let's stick with the injured running backs and let's pivot to another hot topic item. Well, J.K. Dobbins and what oh, his yeah. head coach said about jo- Dobbins said he's in an evaluation period and he's kind of back on track. And I thought he looked a little better than he did before. No shit. The video that y'all posted two weeks, he looked terrible. He looked, he looked, yeah. he was limping around out there. We know he didn't look 100%. So I'm hoping he looks a little bit better. But again, with these running backs that we were thinking coming into the season, we're going to help us. What are we doing with J.K. Dobbins? What are your expectations? And what are we thinking about Dobbins, like, coming up for this year and beyond? It's tough, man. Like, even with beyond, I think the issue is is that this is now his third season. These are the prime years for the running back position, right? This is when they're supposed to be making their hay. And, of course, Dobbins injured last year, and he's still dealing with that injury this year. But if he's not healthy for the season, it's just it's so difficult to think about what do we do with him? Are Are we still buying in on J.K. Dobbins? On Baltimore because the situation is pretty good you know unfortunately Lamar hasn't thrown to the running back too much throughout his career but outside of that we know that the rushing volume is always going to be there but what do I do with J.K. Dobbins I mean realistically I Ray I think I'm at the point now where if he's not there to start the season I'm waiting for him to come back and by the time he comes back and gets a little bit of hype I'm probably trading him trading him I'm probably trading him because I just don't want to deal with what his value could be you know we, we've been talking in this court so much about how scott connor has tell, telling us like when these guys get injured like just sell them for what you can get and because that value may never come back and that's something i picked up on a lot because you know we've seen with saquon barkley he was the guy he was like rb2 rb3 after his rookie season gets injured that value has never come back that peak value has never come back to what it could be and so in a lot of ways it's just about being flexible right and scott's talked about this a lot being flexible with your assets because an injured running back talented or not doesn't give you any flexibility with what you can do and with dobbins at this point man i not to say that i'm out on him entirely but people RB are still 14. really high on him rb people are still really high on him and i just i don't know if i can go there with dobbins right now i like him from a redraft perspective if you want to take him i'm fine with that but for a dynasty perspective where you're hoping he gains value for you, I don't know if he will. I don't know if he's going to have a good enough season to where he is going to gain value for you heading into the offseason. Where are you at with Dobbins and kind of how do you feel about him? We've talked about him a ton, but I just don't know if I want to take the risk on him right now, especially in dynasty. I mean, I don't know, man. If he's, if, I don't know. I just, I could go find him. I can just go find another Dobbins. I can just go find another one. I just think that he feels replaceable. At this he point, feels right? replaceable. What what we wanted or what we thought we were going to get coming out of Ohio State in 2020. You know, I think people were thinking he could be a top eight type running back in the league. I, I think that was the expectation for him because he can catch the ball. He is good between the tackles. He is explosive. Um, but he landed in Baltimore, where the running back, where the quarterback runs the ball a lot, where they don't throw to the running back a ton, where they utilize a bunch of running backs. He's dealing with an injury. I don't know, Jay. Like just somebody that I feel like I can just go find another. I can. They, there's J.K. Dobbins in every draft class. Zach Evans is yeah. J.K. Dobbins of 2023. I can go get Sean Tucker. I can go get you know Tank Bigsby. You know I, he may not be as explosive as Dobbins, but. You get my point. I just, I want to, I want to use him, and if I can't use him week one, I think I'm like you. I wait till he comes back, wait until the community consensus around him is always back and he's ready, and then mm-hmm. I'm putting him on a flight and I'm sending him off, yeah. man. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm pivoting. I'm pivoting off of Dobbins. I'm just, well, I don't, I just don't have time to fuck around with him, man, and just play yeah. around and pray and hope and. It just sucks, man. Scott said it. The timing was the worst, too. Arby's have a short shelf life to be impacted in year two and three like Dobbins Acres. Those are prime value years. 
Yeah, what it that's, is, man. that's the big issue, right? Is that that's what, the issue. what do we really do with these guys at this point? Um, and another guy is Miles Sanders dealing with an injury. Oh, gosh. Hampshire, where are you at with uh, Gainwell now? A lot of buzz about Kenneth Gainwell this season. Where are you at with Kenneth Gainwell now, knowing that Sanders is dealing with a bit of a hamstring injury? Will it linger? Maybe not. But him not being out there obviously hurts his case to be the RB1. Yeah, good for good for Gainwell, right? But even still, what is he long-term, man? He's a rotational guy. Like, I don't think Gainwell, as much as I like him, I don't think he's ever going to be the guy in the backfield. I don't think, I don't think the coaching staff is going to say, we trust Kenneth Gainwell enough to give him 15 to 18 touches per game. He's going to be our guy. We're going to build with him. Our Tony Pollard, you know, you know, yeah. uh, I think uh, I think in best ball, though, he's very interesting, yes, right? Yes, because well, he wasn't a guy that I that we pegged to have a massive role. But in a best ball league, I think you could really take a shot on Gainwell because he's not only is he going to be the receiving back is what it's pretty much already been discussed and pegged throughout this offseason. But he may get more rushing work than we're expecting. And so for me, I think that especially in the best ball league, he could be very, very good for you. Like you're talking about that Tony Pollard role. Tony Pollard's a guy who's Ooh. been steadily getting more and more work throughout Here the offseason. Here goes off a good season. question. <laughs> Is that a what are you Dobbs? You're saying Dobbins or Gibson in Dynasty? Which one? It, it's very easily Dobbins for me. Um, you know, just from a talent wow. perspective alone, I'm taking Dobbins, right? Injury mm-hmm. or not, I think you have to take Dobbins because he can retain value. Um, I don't think that Gibson's gonna be getting much value back personally. Dobbins or ETN. Easy ETN, right? Easy? I think you have to. I think you have yes, to. I don't know if it's easily. easy. Because Dobbins will come back. And if ETN doesn't look good, he's He's in, he's down there, right? But again, I think for today I'm taking ETM, but it's close because once Dobbins comes back, you know there's going to be hype. He's already RB14 and he's hurt. That's crazy. And he may come back, may not come back. So if he does come back and he, you know, rips off an 80 yard touchdown run, hype's going back through the roof. I don't know if we're going to necessarily see that from ETN, but we'll see. It's yeah. Possible. And, and like you said, I, I do think Gainwell in best ball, that's where, that's where you would want him. That way you don't have to worry about, actually putting him in your starting lineup because what are the chances that that Gainwell is actually entered in your RB2 spot? You know, most most leagues start two running backs. Yeah. You're never going to you're never going to feel good throwing him in there at best. You throw him in as that flex spot, but I think he's much better, much much better for for best ball. Now, Jay, you said it at the beginning or it's in the title of the show, right? Uh in your in the little blurb, you said Watson Settlement talk. So I saw this late last night, and I didn't. I didn't yeah. read a lot into it. Um, I just went and looked. Okay, what are they? Are they settling like ten games, twelve games? And I'm still seeing people saying that this judge is going to drop the hammer on Deshaun yeah. Watson. And then as I'm going down this rabbit hole of trying to find some information, I'm seeing some people say, "What if? What if?" Deshaun Watson just isn't good anymore. I just saw that go out there. What if he's not good? Uh, apparent. I'm just telling you, don't shoot don't the messenger. Don't say that, right? Don't, don't shoot the messenger. That. I'm just telling you, from what my Twitter feed showed me, he ha- he's been like up and down in camp, which is fine. That's camp, right? He's yeah. got he's hadn't played in a while. Up and down at camp. Some people just said, "What if he's not the same guy? What if he's not the same guy?" And then if he's already not the same guy, and then he misses another season of football. I mean, where, where where are we? Like, just let's put our crystal, let's put our, let's look into the future, right? After the season, let's just say these things happen. Um, Lamar Jackson back doing his thing. Kyler Murray got his bag doing his thing. Let's say Trey Lance steps it up and he finishes this year as QB 11. Let's say QB 11, right? And let's say, let's just, he finishes this season. That'd be pretty fucking good for a first for year starter. For a first, I don't year think starter. the people would be happy with QB eleven. Let's because just keep the people, it real. The people are too. The, we're we're trying to be realistic, and I'm here. the not, hater, right? And no, I'm the hater. It's not about hating. Let's be realistic. I'm not going to fucking say he's QB one. Like let's say he's a top twelve quarterback points per game yeah. in his first year starting at twenty two years old. Right? You, that leaves room for growth. Let's leave some room for growth. Let's say Jalen Hurts gets his bag, right? He gets he gets the contract extension. He's the quarterback of the future in Philadelphia. All these guys are going to be super valuable assets in fantasy because of the fact that they can run. They've got the security. I mean, yeah. where where does Watson fit in all of that? Like, I know what we saw last time he was on the field in 2020. <laughs> but if he if he's not on the field, wasn't on the field in 2021. 
If he's not on the field in 2022 and he's not touching the field until 2023 where we could see an Anthony Richardson in the top five, a Will Levis in the top 10, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, where does Watson fit in the NFL fantasy football pantheon of tiers? Where would he go? Where would he go? Realistic. Because we've said... I think he's got to be outside the top 12, right? He's top five. Easy. Watson is right back to being top five. Easy. Easy. I mean, it's funny. So you're you're talking about what if he's not the same guy? It just gives me hella Tiger Woods vibes when he got caught um, cheating on his wife. You know, when, when everything comes out and the news blows up, all of a sudden Deshaun Watson, not the same guy when he's not, well, you know, doing what he's doing. So to your point about Watson and his value, I think you're right. I think that there's going to be a lot of guys coming in. We could see a Trevor Lawrence ascension. We could see a Justin Fields ascension from a value perspective. We could see, like you said, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Trey Lance, stay in that top 12 conversation. When these guys are playing, it's going to be very difficult for Watson to stay up there, right? In the offseason, he may creep back up. But to your point, he's not going to be a top 12 guy if he doesn't play. There's just no way. There's no way people are going to be like, yep, I'm taking that guy who hasn't played in God knows how long. When we did see him play, he looked terrible, and he's been out again for another year. I think he's going to fall outside the top 12, but is it a mistake to not take him if he's QB 13, QB 14, because we know he's got a top 12 ceiling. I don't know if he's just going to lose it to play playing quarterback, like lose all the talent, but he should at least be a top 12 guy. But, you know, is he going to be that top five guy we projected? Some people say Maybe not. Some people say top five. Some people say top five, I mean, I, man. I, I still believe, you know, and, and I know you believe the same thing, top five talent from what we've seen in the NFL, top five talent, not really even close for me, but can he be that guy after I don't know all if this he, time I mean, off? Let's just, Josh Allen is top five, right? Cemented, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, he's top five. Justin Herbert? Yeah, he's got to be top five. Joe Burrow? You could make okay. the case. I wouldn't necessarily throw him in top okay, five. We'll, we'll leave him out then. Lamar? Because he doesn't run, right? Lamar's Lamar? probably top five. Okay, that's four. Kyler? Kyler's the one that you make the case for. You know, I'm, I've been saying I think Kyler's got the highest ceiling for fantasy and of anybody in the NFL. Um, but again, it's like, for me, it's, it's Watson has the rushing ability with the arm talent, right? He's got the Justin Herbert arm talent. He's got not quite the Josh Allen arm, ta- arm talent, but he's got the Herbert arm talent. He's got, you know, the Burrow arm talent. He's got all the arm talent and he runs. So that's that's the only thing is that, you know, you see a guy who can do all these things. He hasn't done it for a long time. And that's yeah. why I think you're right, that he's probably not going to be a top five guy at all. Like, I don't even think it's going to be a conversation, but could he get there depending on what the Browns do on I offense and how that. they ultimately shape the team yeah. around it? I think there's a real world he could so, be, but he's definitely not going to be after this season. If he I play. guess there's no way. I guess the better question is this. Who out there has the conviction to draft him ahead of? And again, the, the way that I laid this out, and I didn't say, I didn't give the example that every damn quarterback smashes this year, right? I didn't say T-Law. Yeah. I didn't say Fields. I didn't, I just said, let's, let's take Lance and Hurts because I think those are the two that are prime. Like it, I know I said QB 11. I just threw out an, an arbitrary number, but I do think there's a world in which Trey Lance finishes as a top eight guy this year because of the rushing upside. Like, I, I think we see that, man. They're going to let him air it out. The throw to Danny Gray, whatever you want to call it, bust it. Jimmy Garoppolo, you said it on Monday. He's not making that throw, right? Like, he's just, no. he's incapable of putting it down the field where Trey Lance did. He's too scared. He doesn't want to do it. So Lance and Hurts are the two quarterbacks that, if things if things continue to play out and you see that first I mean, it's one drive it's preseason um i just i don't know man it it has nothing to do with his talent i'm just i'm just yeah, I, I think scott's here comfortably top 10 but you can argue that i want eight or nine guys over them at their current production but that that's really what it is right okay that's, so that's let me really give you the what list it is. let me okay. give you the list in order from a deco's okay. adp Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. All those guys are top 10, and then Deshaun Watson is 11. And I think that's pretty fair. Like, I I don't think it's crazy. Maybe you're not all in on Dak anymore. He's QB7. Maybe you're not sold on Joe Burrow, QB4. But again, the weapons are there for Burrow. That's, that's why you want him in the first place. He's got all the pieces in place to be a great quarterback. Watson, you're betting on the talent and being in a better situation than he was in the mm. past. 
where we saw him being a super good, a really talented quarterback. But I don't think it's unfair to say I like that this one, Jay. you can take all 10 of those guys ahead of him. I think, it, I think Scott, for me, nailed it. Top 10. I, I think I would take him Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. I'm just asking. Russell I'm taking, Wilson. I'm taking, I think I'm taking Russ, man. Like, Russ is in a perfect situation. He's got better weapons. Yeah. He's going to be, I mean, he's not locked up yet, I don't believe, but he's going to be locked Watson. up. Dak or Watson. I think that's the conversation that, in my, like, for my own personal opinion, I think Dak could regress in a serious way this year. Uh, I don't think that that. Dallas has the the pieces in place to be as successful. Now, I could be completely wrong, but, you know, we've been on, we've been all in on Dak, it seems like, for the past two years. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't, one year got injured and last year he didn't quite get it done. But again, you know, when Deshaun Watson comes back, am I going to take, I think if, if everything was equal and the talent was just the team, talent, everything in place, I would 100% take Watson over Dak. 100%. Because Dak's not running anymore. If he doesn't run this year, then he's probably never going to run again. Mm-hmm. And I still think that Watson's going to run, right? And that's, that's kind of the difference. I think arm talent is pretty similar and the weapons will be pretty similar by the time that comes around. So that's the conversation for me. But if you want to take Hurts, Lance, Russ, obviously Kyler, Joe Burrow, Lamar, like all those guys over Watson, no problem with that. I think yeah. that by the end of the year, Watson's going to be outside the top 12. I think he's a top 10 guy, but I think there are eight or nine guys, like Scott said, that I'd prefer over him. There's no freaking way, zero, that I would take him as a top five quarterback. I don't think I could draft him that high. I don't think I could take him over Kyler, over Lamar, over Burrow, over Herbert, over Mahomes. And if— Would you take him over Lance? I am irrationally high on Lance, man. I I, I truly think Wait, that's that's community sentiment, man. That's yeah, not, you're I'm, not high I, on Lance. I, I that's think, what people believe. I, I don't think he's the perfect quarterback, right? Like I think there are some will will experience those growing pains. But when you're talking about scoring points, man, that du- that dude is going to walk into at least 500 rushing yards this season, minimum. Like oh, it's yeah, just easy, easy, man. Like that's what he does. He had a thousand damn rushing yards in college in a season, right? And then the offense, he doesn't have to do much. He's got Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, arguably three of the best yak-type guys in the league at their positions, right? All he's got to do is get it to him, just complete it. And then Danny Gray, while he will not be a fantasy-relevant asset this season, having somebody that can stretch the defense to clear out the underneath routes for Kittle, for Ayuk, for Debo, that's only going to help him, man. And once he gets in the flow of it and shit breaks down, Eric Crocker, shout out Eric Crocker. He talks about this all the time. He wants quarterbacks that can operate outside of the X's and O's. When the play breaks yeah. down, what can they do? Can you can you move around off script? Can you create? Can you utilize your legs to give you an extra second to throw it? Or can you utilize your legs in order to, to run the ball? And not all quarterbacks can operate. Once the X's and O's breaks down... They take a sack, they throw it out of bounds, they can't move. I I think Trey Lance has the potential. You know, I I gave him conservative QB 11, but I think he's the type of cat this year that we look up and he's QB 6 points per game. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he ends the season with 742 rushing yards, you know, 3,300 passing yards or whatever it is, a Jalen Hurts-level stat line. I think that's very much in the range of possibility for Trey Lance this season. So... If you're asking me today, would I take Deshaun Watson over Trey Lance? Probably not. And I'm just being real. Probably not. Yeah. And that's a bet that I'm willing to take because I think Lance at his age with his skill set could be that guy, man. I think he could be that dude. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. And again, that's the community feels the same way about Hurts and Lance are the two that people are pegging to be have massive years this year. And the AP reflects that. And if you if Watson doesn't play, there's no way he's passing those guys, in my opinion. So I'm totally with you. I'm not sure what story you want to touch on next. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about Damian Pierce, potentially going to get the starting role in Houston. Uh, the, the report was in the first month. Damian Pierce may be the starting running back in Houston yeah. and what that may do for his value going forward. It's just rapid What would you do if he shits. does become, where would you do if he did become the starter? Would you sell him or would you hold him? What, what could I sell him for? A first? I'll trade him. Let's say a first. Immediately. Yeah. A second? A first. No. No. Okay. No. Well, I'm not how selling do you for a second. Feel- I'm okay, not. so how do you feel about the Jets' options this season, knowing that Zach Wilson's not going to be there, Joe Flacco probably starting the season, he got his surgery, going to be out probably four to six weeks, so what is the timeline they're giving right now. But do you think we're too high on the Jets' options? Because I think that we are, realistically. The Jets are probably pegged for a worse season than people are projecting right now, 
And I think that we may be irrationally high on Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, like pretty much everybody involved, including Brees Hall. You know who I want is Tyler Conklin. Joe Flacco knows yeah. tight ends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, did it with yeah. Dennis Pitta. I want Tyler Conklin, and he's running ahead of C.J. Uzoma. Conklin is going super late. You don't even have to draft him. Redraft yep. leagues, he's a waiver wire, streamer, tight end. And in Dynasty, you can get him in the double-digit rounds way later. Um, what do I think? The beat reporter said it was the best the offense had looked all training camp with Joe Flacco yep. under center. He went like 17 for 24 with four touchdowns or something. It was insane. <laughs> insane how good he looked. Uh, and so... Yeah, that's where I am. I, I just... It's probably not going to be good, Jay Rich. It's probably not going to be good. <laughs> okay, so how do you feel about Ramondre Stevenson potentially earning Great. that James White role? Love you, him. You good with that? God, how wrong you were we him, on right? Ramondre last year? I just hey. continue... We, we pivoted. We, were, we pivoted. We were very wrong we on Ramondre Stevenson. Very wrong. Uh, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. What else we got? And then, uh, so we got the injury to Cam Akers, apparently. Did you see that? Um, people were actually asking about Cam Akers versus Dobbins. Yeah. What happened? Um, Cam Akers has a, it's a soft tissue injury, right? Him and Daryl Henderson have soft tissue injuries. Oh, boy. Apparently, Akers is less serious. Um, he got held out of practice yesterday because of it, but apparently it was just precautionary. But again, Akers dealing with injuries last year, now dealing with more injuries. Obviously, Big Hendo always injured. Um, mm -hmm. The Rams running backs just can't seem to stay healthy. But are you worried at all about Cam Akers heading into this season? No. No. Do you think he can be the bell cow for that offense? Because it seems like they're headed towards probably a split not. right now. We haven't probably quite be a seen. Split. Probably going to yeah. be a split, man. They like Hendo. They, uh, McVay seems to like Hendo. Uh, am I worried about Akers? No, but again, probably to Scott's point, probably should have sold his ass. He had like two opportunities last year. Probably should have got off of him for uh, that first or whatever you could have gotten. I mean, it, I don't know, man. I, I don't. It's a good offense. They're probably both going to be good. They're probably both going to be good regardless, right? They're probably. I don't. I don't know. I'm just fucking talking at this point. What do you think about MT? Talk about Michael Thomas before we get out of here, because I. Let's let's get spicy. Let's get spicy, okay. Jay. I really believe that if MT is healthy, like the reports are saying, practice camp, wherever he's where's he being drafted now? Let's let's look at where I don't know where, but it's uh, probably too damn let, low. Like let let's, me let's let, be I think it's too low. Let me go. Let me holler at my boys player profiler. Let me go to Michael Thomas and see what his underdog ADP is right now. 56.8, up 17 Ooh. spots. Man, he is climbing. Yeah, he's rising. He's MT, MT probably. Do you think if he's healthy, if he's healthy, does he have a shot at finishing as a top 10 wide receiver this season? Yes. Yes. I, I would want to yes. set the bar at like maybe 12 or Ten. 15 maybe. Ten, Ten, Ten. is bold, right? Ten, he's got to see 150, 150 targets. But I do think there's a world where that happens. And I think Why wouldn't he? Sports, well, you know, you never know. Maybe they get some to Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. I don't know, right? Alvin Kamara is probably going to be the guy who's not going to get the targets because Jameis doesn't check down. But MT, all the reports are, dude, is just looking better and better every day. And I think this is why so long ago I was like, man, people need to start buying them up because you've seen his ADP was in like the 70s, 80s, yeah, 90s. Man, was all low. of a sudden he's in the 50s. Low. It's because he, it's because he has that upside. When he yeah. was healthy – he was he was a superstar. Literally, he was one of the best receivers in all of in all of the NFL. So you have to take that shot on him. Still, in my opinion, I'd still be drafting him. Still be trying to trade for him if you can get him. I think he's got a super high ceiling. I'd be betting on him this season. I'm with you, Pete. He's got to stay healthy. But if he's healthy, I think Mike Thomas is a top ten wideout, and we're drafted him. We're drafting him way. <laughs> like, do you think he's going to go out there and they're not going to throw him the ball? He's going to get thrown the ball every no. damn time by Jameis yeah. Winston, man. If he's healthy, which yeah. By all accounts, he is. Who are we to say that he's not? Uh, I think Michael Thomas is due for a, a smash season, man. I am um, I am more competition than MT has ever had. Ten is possible, but less Not likely. true. Not but, true. He beat out Brandon Cooks as a rookie. Let's let's not go there. Ooh, let's not go there. Beat out Brandon Jay Cooks Rich. as a rookie. Everyone's, everyone's Bitch, favorite wide bag. receiver to draft late. Hey, no, hey, beat out Brandon Cooks as a rookie. Bag. Yeah. Picked, it, picked him to... Kicked him to New England. Look don't don't worry about competition. He's good. So, okay. Do you know, Gretchen? I would not. I wouldn't reach for him because he keeps no. falling, right? Now, I see that, that we talked about his well, ADP. He's going up now. He's going, yeah, he's up. going up now. I, 
I would need to know what you mean by reach, Gretchen, before I, but I would, I would. What do you, what do you take him as your wide receiver one? That's, that to me is the question. You know, you go running back, running back, running back. Would you take him as your wide receiver one? No. Okay. But. I think if you can get him as a wide receiver two. If that's what, if that's what, if the board fell out where I'm just stacked, I got three beasts at running back and then, cause uh, I don't know. I wouldn't take him as wide receiver one. Wide receiver two. Yes. Wide receiver two, I could, I could, I could rock with that. Wide receiver yeah. three, optimal because I know as my wide receiver three, I've got potential to get a wide receiver one out of it. But I don't think uh, got him at eight oh nine in a redraft. Yeah, there you go. That's a great value. Right? Okay. As long as he's not your wide receiver one, I think it's good. And to Patrick's question about who was the wide receiver three, I believe it was Kenny Stills back when they back when they were that. Oh, I don't Kenny know Stills was, was that was deep threat Stills. too, right? Kenny Stills yeah. was that deep threat. It was Kenny Stills, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Thomas. I believe were the three. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go to this Sleeper Bowl the draft that we had last night to see where we uh, – let's see where MT went. I'm pulling it up right now. Michael Thomas. What color are the receivers? Blue. Looks like MT went in the – I can't find it. Oh, here he is. 5'6". A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon took oh. Michael Thomas. One pick after Amon Ross St. Brown. And he See, was you gotta do that. You a couple that. of picks before Elijah Moore and Brandon Ayuk. Five six you gotta redraft. I think that's a good value. Like what there's what is there any world where you would take Amara over Michael Thomas? Maybe. You can't do it, right? JJ did. JJ Zacharyson did. Took Amonra at five five, MT at five six. Yeah. Fourteen teams though, right? Fourteen teams. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Dillon knows. AJ Dillon knows. I told AJ, I told AJ Dillon he was sniping me, man. I cussed him out in the chat last night, sniping me in the draft, man. <laughs> Just throwing that wow. out there. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. We got a good show today. We got a surgery tomorrow, but I believe we still will be here. Jay says we have to do the show on Friday. So I'll probably be sky high, but I will be here. And we'll have some fun. We'll talk uh, some preseason because we got that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. Got a yep. game tomorrow night, so we'll be tapped into the Geno Smith experience. No Ken Walker, apparently. Probably no Rashad Penny. I wonder if yeah. DK is going to get see. out there, but we get to see a little bit of Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney and Tristan Abner and, and all that good stuff. So appreciate y'all tapping in. Make sure you subscribe uh, to the newsletter in the description. Check out all the content that Destination Debbie is dropping. Comment, as James says, for the algorithm. Love you, James. Hey, if you haven't seen the video James made from uh, our uh, draft day stream, go to oh, my yeah. Twitter account. Unreal. Check that out. It's hilarious. James, I told you to get you a damn Twitter, man, but it's got an IG. We tagged it on there. Jay, anything you want to say to people before we get out of here? No, I'm good, man. Everyone have a good day. All right, y'all have a good day. Enjoy that Wednesday. We shall see you on Friday. I'm out of this thing. Peace.